Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. It's been a minute since we've been here. We've got a special treat for you guys today. Uh, we got our Week 17 preview. It's Saturday morning. We're excited. Uh, fantasy Championship weekend. The whole shebang. Um, but here we are on Saturday morning. We've got a special guest coming in. But first, we've got to kick it off with Fantasy Frenzy. After that, we'll be so have some extensive uh, Raiders benching Derek Carr conversation and then really just amp up. We're bringing on our uh, resident Vikings fan, uh, the biggest Vikings fan you will ever meet, uh, to discuss Vikings Packers this week and what the Vikings future, if the Packers can pull this off, if he's scared at all, I doubt he is, but we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. But first, I've got the first pick in Fantasy Frenzy. I think you guys know it's been a week, it's been two weeks since we drafted him. Uh, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Yeah, consensus uh, first round, well, first overall pick. When he's on the board, um, you know, this is going to be probably contradictory to everything I say later. Uh, <laughs> and I guess if this guy goes off, doesn't mean the Packers still can't win because he went off last time and the Vikings didn't score like 40. It was, I believe, 23. Somebody else, Justin Jefferson. Um, I mean, he's at this point having an MVP season. He's most likely going to go over two thousand yards. Um, yeah, that's that's sure. that's that's a pretty so, good pick, man. He's a pretty good player. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that up with Tyreek Hill. Um, mm-hmm. Really, no explanation needed here. Just need a wide receiver one, taking the big names that are available. Yeah, no, that was uh, really it was between him and. Tyreek Hill for me. Both guys are very explosive and got him in a league there on this year, fantasy football wise. And really even receiving wise, they've been at the top all year. I'll go with uh, Saquon for my RB1. Uh, I just, yeah, I like him a lot more than the other running backs this week. Uh, and uh, I don't know. He's, he's just got one of those high floors, man. He's pretty, pretty safe when you come to picking him. Yeah. Uh, and. There. We're mirroring each other's strategy right now, but I, I'm going to have to take Austin Eckler. I can't let you get both of those guys. Uh, the same way I can't let you get oh. Jefferson anti-Reek Hill. So a little, little strategy, but not really. He's a big enough name that he's got to be on someone's team. Very true. Very true. Um, boy. So now that's the question. Running back, receiver. Where to go, where to fall. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Devonte Adams. Um, wow. Yeah, I know Derek Carr got benched, but truth be told, there's a lot of games that it didn't matter that Derek Carr was in there. Um, I, I think they're gonna have to kind of force him the ball a bit, man. Uh, I could see uh, trouble paradise this off season where he's already requesting trade again i mean i'm surprised it's, it's gonna it's, get to the off season so yeah i don't, I don't want to call him james harden because uh, you know it doesn't mean he's james harden but uh <laughs> we, we've seen this you know where a guy demands a trade a year later i mean ben simmons is in the same boat where he, even you know superstar players can get moved in 2022 so uh hoping he does man back yeah I'd love to have him back home yeah um so I was originally going to go Travis Etienne here because he's got such a good matchup against Houston, but I think I'm going to stay away from it because the game actually, just like Derrick Henry, the game does not matter for the Jaguars. So if he gets pulled at like halftime, 
I could be screwed because it really doesn't matter if they lose this game or not. Um, so with that being said, I think I'm going to come back and grab uh, a wide receiver, um, to, to a wide receiver two, that is. And uh, I'm going to take Chris Godwin in a must-win game for the Bucks. He's kind of emerged as our wide receiver one this year, and he's been really solid consistently. And the Panthers secondary is not great. And like I said, the Bucks win this game. I think they're in, and that goes for the Panthers as well. But, uh, yeah, Chris Godwin is my wide receiver too. No, very, very solid. One of those guys that's uh, – he's got a high floor. I mean, being Tom Brady's number one weapon, he's not going to have a bad day. Uh, that's for sure. Um, boy. Yeah, I usually this is might be the first week where I'm actually going back and forth between receiver and running. Yeah. Back. Usually I just load out. You know, we usually just choose one and go with it. Um, I'm going to take the uh, RB2 here and Joe Mix. Um uh, to be honest, I mean, you brought up the thing with ETN and even some of the running backs that are available this week. He just, in my eyes, is like the least bustable, if that makes sense. Um, I mean, I had some guys written down. I'll, I'll give them off later in case I could use them for a flex, but uh, it's kind of risky, man. You know, yeah. It's like the ETN thing. We're, we're at that point in the year where some teams just don't have a whole lot to play for. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I'm going to follow that up with Aaron Jones. Um, I'm trying to, if you guys can't tell, I'm trying to, you know, theme out guys who are playing for a lot this week. <laughs> uh, and Aaron yeah. Jones has quietly had a top 10 RV season. Um, he's off. I just checked. He's off the injury report. That was the reason I didn't pick him last week. So, uh, and thank goodness I didn't pick him because he put up like five points. But uh, that's the lowest total of the year. So he's been pretty consistent. And in a must win game for the Packers, I think he's got a pretty decent floor of about 12 to 15 points. So I'll take it. Okay. Okay. No, this is good. And, um, I actually like who I'm going to take at my flex spot here. Uh, AJ Brown is still on the board. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I know it's, you know, match up and whatever. And he's got Gardner Minshew, but it's a wide receiver one that's been playing very well all year. And, uh, I love them more than other than next guys I had written down. You mentioned ETN, but and you took Aaron Jones. Uh, then it went to Brian Robinson from the command. <laughs> bad player, but you you already see the uh, the the drop off and um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little steep. So uh, glad to get the uh, skill positions out of the way. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something for my flex. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna hold on to it because I gotta I gotta grab my QB here before you can take him. Uh, this is a very interesting week for me. I, I I think I'm gonna do something a little crazy here, but a quarterback in a must-win situation. Um, it was between Rodgers and this guy, and I think I'm gonna lean this guy because who I'm gonna take for my flex? Uh, I'm gonna take Jared Goff. Um, wow. Yeah, little risky play, but. He's been pretty solid all year. I mean, Allen and Burrow are playing playing each other, and they both got pretty good defenses. So, um, I, I and neither one of them need to win that bad, if that makes sense. You know, it's going to be a Monday night, you know, crazy game. But uh, the Lions are on playoff missing watch at this point, and they've got a better matchup against. Uh, I'm blanking, but oh, they're playing Chicago. So I think they should be able to shred Chicago secondary at home. Um, as most people have, so that's why I'm taking them. Huh. No, 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 it's a fair assessment on the situation. Um, 
I mean, personally, not knocking the golf selection because the last time we played the Bears, it, it worked really well. But uh, under pressure, man, that's, uh, you know. Yeah, the Bears don't get pressure, though. That's No, the but I, I'm saying, like, he. You can't say that he went to a Super Bowl, man. And put up three points. Yeah, okay. And Brady After put up Todd and Brady Gurley put up and like CJ Anderson carried him there. Yeah, but I mean it's Tom Brady, so he gets the free pass. Right. It's still it's still we a regular season. Deep dive. Game, my actually my Tom Brady, uh I've him in very high regards, but I don't hold him in this uh like tier of his own anymore. Like, like he's there in terms of rings and whatever. But like there are some deep dives where it's like mm. I digress. Um I'll oh, yeah. keep it rolling. Josh Allen, yeah, I'm not gonna, I mean, uh, it's I, I and I. You bring up the Jared Goff thing immediately. I'm thinking of like uh, the Patrick Holmes versus Jared Goff, you know, primetime game. I thought it was Monday night or Thursday, but either way, you know, fifty-one forty-five. Uh, the Bills and Bengals get anything close to that? Great for maybe purposes. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm gonna follow up with the Giants defense. Um, let me pull up their matchup because it's it, it's a pretty good one. Are they playing Indianapolis, who uh, randomly decides to switch a quarterback every week and um, is a pretty poor offense? So I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah, it's a Jeff Saturday away, man. Um, tight ends where it gets interesting, and I, <laughs> I'm gonna roll George. Interesting, but you know I say that in a way that. It's actually improved at the end of this year. Yeah, ever since Purdy uh, so, came in, Kittle's been pretty solid. Uh, yeah, and is Debo is Debo still down? He returned to practice this week. I don't know if he's going to play. Even if he does, he's um, out. He's, I, I'm starting he's out. Kittle. Yeah, I, okay, that's even better. Uh, I'm starting Kittle in my fantasy fan fantasy championship this week. So go with Kittle. Um. Evan Ingram was an interesting Evan thing I had in there. on a pretty good tear, too. Yeah, it, it was just the, uh, like you brought up ETM. The Jaguars don't have a whole lot of incentive for this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I'm going to take, uh, uh, go ahead. I'm going to take uh, Harrison Butker. Not really anything crazy here. I'm just taking a kicker. Because, and, and he's been nice. struggling. He's low-key been struggling, but I, I think he's going to turn it around. No, he's on the Chiefs offense. So should get plenty of opportunity. Um I'll uh boy. You know, defense wise, yeah, I'm gonna go with it. I, I like the Ravens. Um they played Jared Stidham this week, and I feel like they've really been stingy as of late. I, I mean they're winning with Tyler Huntley. He's been kind of all right. Uh, I was kind of hoping for a breakout a little bit more. And, but, he, like, there's not scoring a lot of points. But, again, they're winning because they're holding teams. So, love the Ravens, especially against Jarrett Stidham. All right. And I'm going to close out a little risky play here. But, you know, man, it's it's sometimes I just got that feeling that this guy's got big boom, uh, big, big boom potential for the flex. I'm going to take Christian Watson um, for mm. my flex. And let me just say, I, I've got a good feeling. Must win game. Who are they going to give the ball to, right? So yeah. uh, I've got two Packers on my team. Not sure how I feel about that, but we'll see. No, it's a, that's a solid pick right there. Um, 
I'll wrap things up and take Evan McPherson. Uh, Solid that guy's pick. money. Yeah, especially at this time of the year. Solid. Uh, Solid pick. It'll be clutch. So, so as as a quick recap, uh, I've got Goss, Eckler, Jones, Hill, Godwin, Kelsey, Watson, Butker, the New York Giants. You've got Allen Barkley, Mixon, Jefferson, Adams, Kittle, Brown, McPherson, and the Baltimore Ravens defense. Um so that concludes Fancy Frenzy. We're going first with that this week, and that's going to take us into a quick little Monday night recap from last week. Um, Jake, our, our Vikings fan, will be joining us momentarily, but we can dive in because uh, there's really not much to talk about here, if you ask me. Um, it, it, it's, it was kind of trash. I don't really have much to say. Um, the Colts made the move, started Nick Foles, threw three interceptions. I, I Briefly, honestly, if I'm being brutally honest, I, I turned this game off. Um, the Chargers are rolling, though, and I, I don't want that to go unnoticed. They are rolling, and they are hot at the right time and healthy at the right time. Uh, eerily similar to the Bengals of last year, but what are your thoughts? I, I really love the Chargers. Uh, I actually saw something this week that Joey Bosa is coming off IR. And really? Like, I did not see I, that. Yeah, I was like uh, – that's kind of a big deal, <laughs> especially yeah. coming in a playoff time and your defense can that really get that much like significantly better. It's not just adding a pass rusher. It's adding probably one of the top five guys in the league. Yeah, that is uh, kind of a scary thing to face. It, it's just what are they going to do in the playoffs? Uh, this is a team that we don't really see get there because they're always at 500. I believe they should get there this year. Yeah. But, they're probably going to have that, in my opinion, uh, I'd have to go through the list, going to have the worst coach in that AFC playoff picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I know you might contest it with Zach Taylor. No, but... no, no, not worse than Brandon Staley. Yeah, did you Come see on. Brandon Staley's workout before that game? Man was like twerking on the sideline, man. They're like zoomed in and giving stats, and I'm like, what are we doing? He's not. Uh, like, Zach uh, Taylor at least has like been to the Super Bowl, and while I do think his play calling is still a little bit like meh, they clearly are a better team and like are good with Zach Taylor. Like Zach Taylor's not, in my opinion, on the hot seat at all. Like no, Brandon Staley probably isn't at this point, but he needs to be because yeah, they've got problems. With Brandon Staley. I mean, we, we've been through it a number of times, and he'll be the ultimate reason why they don't go to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. They're starting to become a pretty popular Super Bowl pick, and uh, I just have to disagree with that, man. I really do, um, because mainly because of Brandon Staley, and I don't think their defense can hold up um, against some of the better teams uh, in, in the AFC. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. And, you know, hopefully the Chargers just close things out strong, do decent wild card. But I, I would be very shocked if this is the team that uh, represents the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be as well. Um, all right. So I'm going to. All right. With, with the Monday night recap, um, you know, Kind of done at this point. There really isn't much to talk about a game that's decided by 17 points. Uh, we've got Jake joining us. Um, he's loading in right now. Before we move into some Derek Carr talk. Jake, can you hear us? We are live. Can you hear us? Always connecting. Sorry. 
Jake, what's up, my man? We're, we're there. We figured what's it up? out. Yeah. Yes, we figured it yeah. out. Yeah. Got through the technical Where's... difficulties. Welcome. Right. Want to introduce Jake uh, to the show. Uh, our resident Vikings fan, diehard Vikings fan, calling in from, I believe, Arizona. But Arizona uh, it is. Yeah. Oh. Introduce yourself and uh, give us a hot take. Yeah. Um, my name's Jake, Jake Wesley. I'm, like he said, I'm a big Viking guy. Um, really, really not liking the discrimination that I my team gets on a weekly basis by you <laughs> Packer fans. Um, it really, it really hurts. Um, some of the takes in the last couple of weeks have been a little, uh, a little far fetched. But uh, my hot take here is Jeffrey Dustin Jefferson is going to break the single season reception record. He's going to go from one fifty one, and he's going to have twenty one hundred. Wow. Wow. Yep. I'm going to go for 300 in the last two. Yep. That's my hot take. That's it's not take. that. I'm going to be honest. That's not that hot. But I respect the 2100. That, that's pretty risky there. I don't see that happening. But um, I will ask you this. I mean, I, I feel like I'm pretty fair towards the Vikings on the show. Um, you can disagree, but re- relative to Christian and the rest of national media, um, I feel like I give oh. the Vikings a fair shot. And uh, I believe I was talking about Kirk comparing him to the MVP. Uh, conversation last week. So I just want to get that off my chest. But what are your thoughts on Derek Carr getting benched for Stidham? Um, yeah. Uh, we'll give you um, the floor to go first here. My my initial take when I saw the news break on Instagram was WTF, uh, for the lack of better, <laughs> lack of better words. Um, what are we doing here in, in Las Vegas? I'm only six hours away, and I, I can't imagine – what that organization is going to look like next season. I'm pretty sure they, that they have to get rid of their head coach. He's, he's not done anything good mm. play calling wise. I'm, I'm afraid that's not going to happen. And, <laughs> just... <laughs> and they're, they're a fringe playoff team looking to try to make a push, try to get the last couple of games, go their way. And they bench a guy who we know is not a starting caliber quarterback. It makes no sense in my honest opinion. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I think there's a clause in, in Derek Carr's contract that uh, if he gets hurt in the last two games, he's like guaranteed another $40 million. Um, it's about, yeah. Yeah, which is oh. clearly like the financial reasons why they're doing this. Um, but I, I I have to agree. I think this, this is, and I hate to like piggyback on the rest of everybody giving this take, but he's going to lose the locker room if he hasn't already. This is a tear. I mean, there's no like, this guy stands up there and cries after Raiders games, man. Like, this guy died. Like, he's literally said, I don't want to play anywhere else other than the Raiders. He's a diehard Raider. I don't know how someone can be that, but he is. And um, <laughs> he's, he's not even playing that bad this year. That's the thing. Is he is leading the league in interceptions. He has 14. Uh, he threw 14 last year. I'm pretty sure the last game he had, like, multiple tipped interceptions. I'd have to go back and watch the tape to, like, double-check that. But – uh, he relative to like horrible quarterback play. I'm not saying he's been great this year, but uh, he, he's not worthy of this. Josh McDaniels, I've been calling for his job the whole year. Maybe this puts him over the edge where they just say, what is wrong with you? Why would you do this? Or uh, he's already in cahoots with the GM working towards next year, building a roster. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Christian. And then we'll, we'll touch on the Devante side of things as well. But no, I'll have a question after I just, uh, you know, list off some things that I've seen over the weeks and just my personal opinion on Derek Carr. 
Is he a top five quarterback in the league? Absolutely not. Um, however, however, I know how a lot of people feel about Dak Prescott. I know his job is not close to being in jeopardy. Dak Prescott in five less games. Um, I understand he's going to have less touchdowns than Derek Carr. Five less games. They have the same amount of interceptions. I understand we see it all through Twitter. Like, oh, it was last game. Derek Carr had one that were tipped off his hands, you know, um, Thursday night. And it, like, went into the – so, sure, all right, we'll t- 13. Okay. But, again, five less games. And, you know, people are like, oh, he's leading the league. Like, 14 in a 17-game season. I, I get he's played 15 games. But, like, Stafford had more last year, and they won a Super Bowl. Movie had seven or 18 for the full season. Um, there's either the Giants got in playoffs and Eli Manning had like 20. And that was all yeah. back in 16 game seasons. So I, I feel like Derek Carr is now getting this unnecessary hate where not even a year ago, he was getting all the praise for having an interim head coach. His wide receiver won. Uh, I'm not even going to make any Hunter run comments or, well, yeah, but. The one before that, the <laughs> guy who was driving, you know, playing yeah. Need for Speed. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of a big deal to lose a guy, especially with, I mean, first round pick. Runs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he was fast, man. I mean, he was running like a four three. We see guys like Tyree Kill and uh, you know, you know Jalen Waddle, like just speed kills, especially in the days of NFL. And um, uh, I. Just real. Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> very poor choice of words. But you, you get the idea that Derek Carr last year was very, viewed in a very different light. A lot of people were had probably in their, I would may say consensus top ten, but definitely the above half of quarterbacks in the NFL. So uh, my question to you know both you and Jake, if you want to go first, just want to see where you stand on Derek Carr. Uh, where do you think he lands next year? And does it help them? Because I want to see him on the Jets so badly. I think if he goes I, to the Jets, they go. I like was going to say that. Three. I yeah. was going to say the exact same thing. I have a I have a large feeling that he's going to find his way in New York. Um, and if it's mm. not New York, I honestly could see maybe Houston. Um, but mm. um, like because brother. Houston, Houston uh, they they might look to the draft to go defensively. Or offensively to just continue to make it building around weapon wise instead of just going all in on a quarterback you might not have a, a feel for. But New York to me is uh is the is the number one possibility in my honest opinion. And I just did some minor digging here. Um, Las Vegas defensive wise last season had an had the number three defense. Mm. Um, oh, wow. and then la- and, and then this year they have the twenty fifth ranked defense. So it's not all Derek Carr. That's a that's, that's a huge switch. It's a Josh oh. McDaniels effect right there. Yep. Yeah. He's, uh, Houston's interesting. I, yeah. I I think I would say probably not because when you get the number one overall pick, you, you usually take uh, like I just feel like it'd be weird for them to trade back. Not that I wouldn't like that situation, but I, I think they're to get an aging quarterback probably is not their mo right now. But I I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. New York, I actually hadn't thought about that because I'm so locked in on. I think I think Brady might end up there, man. I'm starting to I'm starting to really believe that. But uh, I think Brady will he, go to the Jets. I, I could see it, man. I really I the really, Patriots twice I, a year. I really oh, could see it, man. Um, the oh. dude's chasing rings. He's he's LeBron at this point. He's chasing rings, uh, trying to go, join good rosters. 
Um, but yeah, the one for car that I'm surprised nobody mentioned, um, Indy. <laughs> I mean, he's it's, they, hey, they man, do this they do this die, all the time. But if you're it, an aging quarterback, do you want to go to Indianapolis? If you're a veteran yeah. QB, is that? I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be honest though. Like, I I may I may sound extremely naive because I feel like I've said this like three years running, but I think that Derek Carr would be a clear upgrade for Indianapolis from Matt Ryan, and if they keep upgrading and working their way up, man, they might actually have a team. No, you know what's (laughs) funny is people said the same thing this year, especially you. You were like, "Oh, this team's gonna go to the Super Bowl because they got Matt Ryan, and he's way better than Carson Wentz." And even before that, people like, well, Carson Wentz is better athletically than Philip Rivers. And, like, the team's cursed. That's all I got to say. Derek Carr's going to go there and have the worst season of his life. The Andrew, his career will be over, just like everyone else before him. The, like, the, it's a Colts um, thing. The, the, the Andrew Luck curse or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, we it's can totally it. like, yeah. Andrew, like, Andrew Luck on the way out was like, there's never going to be a quarterback like me. And there hasn't. Like, literally, the best option was Jacoby Brissett. I'll say it. I think Wentz Wentz was their biggest miss, getting rid of Wentz, that is. I'm not saying he had an an immaculate season, but uh, it was clearly a mistake to move on that quickly. Uh, But for Carr, one more team that did come to mind. uh, Well, two more, actually. But uh, one that I don't think will make the move is the Commanders. But I think it would be a pretty decent fit because they've got that good defense and they've got a lot of decent receivers. But the one that really entices me, and this goes with a pairing of potentially a new staff, uh, New Orleans. Um, they've mm. been in quarterback, mm. you know, rotational, whatever you want to call it, for, for you know, since Breeze retired. And I think that, you know, despite the memes, Derek Carr would definitely be an upgrade from Andy Dalton, for sure, and James Winston. And he could provide some stability for, you know, the young the young core there. Kamara's still got a yeah. lot of juice left, and Chris Olave's, I mean, he's – Brilliant with Andy Dalton, so I can only imagine what he'd look like if he had a guy like Carr. Very true. No, I actually like that situation. Um, or hypothetical situation. Um, wow. Okay, no, no, I think we kind of got... I mean, for just ranking sake right now, where do you guys hold Derek Carr? Is he in your, like, top 15, top 20... I think that's the range. I'd have to crunch yeah. the numbers, but he's he's middle of the pack at this point. Um, I would have put him okay. around twelve to thirteen at the start of the year, maybe. I'd have to. I mean, actually, I could probably go back and look at what I put him at, but yeah, I think that's where he was was around before mm-hmm. a little bit before fifteen, and I'd probably back him up a little bit behind him, but still around the midpoint. Yeah, I'm running around the same range. I I'd probably say thirteen, fourteen right now. I honestly can't think of any other guys. I'd, I'd rather have him over Mariota. I'm going to say at the end oh, of the day. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very true. Yeah, yeah. But would you take that, him over Jared Stidham? I mean, you know. Well, apparently, apparently <laughs> Josh McDaniels would. So who knows? <laughs> that that is the most Patriots biased thing I've ever seen. I, I swear, I, I guarantee you, because Stidham was with the Patriots last year with McDaniels. Guarantees, like, oh, I, I know this guy can play. He thinks he's pulling out Tom Brady, and I just can't wait for the Raiders to crumble these last two games i've never like like i, I yeah i've never despised i never thought it was possible to despise a head coach like the way i despise josh mcdaniels this guy is just so bad, man you're so right it's just an ego thing that he's pulling this guy out he's not he doesn't give a rip about the rest of the team the locker room or anything and yeah. he just shows up 
benches this guy who's been through, you know, been, I mean, through the ringer for this franchise last year and all this stuff. And yeah, I, I hate this guy with a with a just a so much. <laughs> yeah, just a I'm not even a Raiders fan or that big Derek Carr fan, but it's just oh, know, it's yeah. just wrong on top of just being a bad coach, man. Um, but the interesting side of this, what what's your guys' opinions on Devontae Adams next year, this year? Um, you know, he he went there to play with his college buddy, who now is uh, not with the team, according to Derek Carr himself. And he has now been alienated uh, by his head coach. He posted on Instagram. Um, let me read this to you guys. Let me pull it up. But, uh, yeah, before I read it, go ahead. Give your thoughts on Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'll, I'll start us off here. And me and you, me and you had a, a minor discourse the other day, and you said the Chiefs. Devontae gets traded to the Chiefs somehow. And Oh, please no. <laughs> and, and, and no, no, that was my reaction. Is that would ruin the NFL? That would be that would be the end. Patrick and Devonte would simply be the end for all any team that wants to win a Super Bowl. That would be that would be it. That's that's what I think could happen if the Chiefs have the cap space to go for it. Other than that, he just rides through hell and sticks in the sticks in the Raiders system for the next three seasons. Oh. I don't see I, I, I don't see him doing that. But and I quote uh, from Devonte himself: "This man gave everything he had. The reason I'm a Raider, one of the most disciplined and loving people I know, got my brothers back through whatever. And if you can't respect it, excuse my language. Middle finger emoji. You shrug emoji. Shrug shrug. <laughs> love you, bro. <laughs> emoji. No, it's." I don't mean to cut you off, but if Devontae, granted, the Chiefs go and make a trade, it's different. But it's similar if he goes to that offense, like the KD signing with the Warriors. No, I it's mean, not because he'd, be tra- he'd have Kelsey. to be traded. It's different. I, but the view of like this is and, going to be the best offense we've ever seen. All right. So here's what I just thought of. Now, this, as both of us could scare a Packer fan and even a Viking fan. What team mm. has the most cap space going into the next season? That is Chicago. Oh. Who does not have that number one? It's not a bad. It's not that a bad. That is Chicago. Chicago goes all in. We have to face Fields and Devontae. What, what would they have to give up, though? They would I mean, have to give up. What do what, they what have to give up? <laughs> like uh, a top two pick this year, I believe. I think yep. they're at two right now. Oh man, you're not wrong. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that might be the one. That might be the best. I I don't know, man. When it comes, go ahead. Oh no, no, because that's a really good one. But actually, going to stay in the same division because this might be more frightening. The Lions actually they have that Broncos pick, which I believe is three right now. So they could actually be in contention. I'd have to look up the cap numbers. But golf, in terms of quarterback money, is on a reasonable deal. I'm pretty sure if they just shed some, con- maybe some contracts, but they already traded like Hawkinson and. Oh boy, I don't. That, that would be entertaining too. Uh, now, Devontae wanting to go to Detroit, I don't even know if he'd sign off on that. He might just be like, "I'm retired," you know, like did. <laughs> but full of drama. Um, yeah. Jeez, yeah, oh, I hope he just like. 
I mean, I hope she comes back to the Packers, but at least stays out in the AFC. Like, I, not trying to see. I don't guy. think he's coming back to the Packers, man. We cannot afford this I contract at all. Either. He's not coming back to the it. Packers. He might end up where Rodgers ends up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, that that could happen, but it ain't going to be Green Bay. Um, you talk about all time. I mean, I've said this before, but you talk about all time like contract blunders. This has got to be up there, man. Depending on how this plays out, like he's got to be up there with. Well, no, but I'm talking about like like Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, um, like mm. the good player makes the decision. Like Russ is, yeah, I don't, I can't really think of a worse trade off the top of my head. Maybe we can do that another day. But, I mean, the Herschel Walker trade for me. Yeah, so that, just, that that's the only one that or the yeah, Ricky Williams yeah, trade that yeah. comes to mind, where it's like, um, you know, but. Yeah, when it comes to like, you know, wanting out and going somewhere new, uh, he's gotten had success on the field this year, but this is just, this is bad, man. He's going to be stuck with Josh McDaniels for four more years. I'm, I'm afraid that that seems like the likely scenario here. And unless he holds out and demands a trade, which is entirely possible, because um, he is 30, you know, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's 30. Maybe 35 by the time he's con- 34 by the time his contract's up. I mean, this is a conversation where he's like, if I want to win a championship, I know it's not going to be here. So, uh, but argue, I would argue, counter argue, if you wanted to win a championship, you would have stayed in Green Bay because um, he was offered the same money to stay. So maybe that's not his MO. But yeah, and before we move on, I mean, any closing? I, I think Chicago, that's probably the best idea of, of the group. I don't see the Raiders trading in Kansas City in the division. I was just kind of throwing that out um, because it would be insanity. And I could see him just ending on a team like. Kansas City, Buffalo. Since I mean, these teams already have wide receiver oh. ones, except Kansas City. So, uh, but yeah, any thoughts? Hmm. No, I'm 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 set. I mean, I think the Bears is the most, not the most likely, because we don't we don't really even know what the most likely one is, but it could be the most probable and this the most uh, realistic, especially for the Bears. They need someone. Chase Claypool. Yeah, he hasn't done anything, and then yeah. Mooney. Mooney's still Mooney. They they literally they, they have a running back at quarterback. I mean, we all thought Lamar was a running back. <laughs> this guy is the quarterback running back. That I think he's better. Is. I think he's a better passer than Lamar, in my opinion. I don't want to get down. I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. I, I think Fields has got a bigger arm in terms of accuracy. Uh he's dude he's coming out of college, that's there. what he was known for. He wasn't even known as a runner. Who's known for accuracy? Oh, I understand, but like this year, and you can blame some of that on the receivers. Well, when his receivers get no separation, yeah, but does do Lamar's either? Like, let's be uh, honest. Mark, Andrew, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, thirty-five. Does. Mark Andrews okay. is his only guy. Right. I mean, if tight ends really your only. All right, all right, too. all right. I, I do have one more thought here. Um, are we? What's your guys' thoughts on the fact? Are we looking at like a Bronny James situation? Uh, and the fact that uh, whatever team signs Derek Carr this offseason might also be getting Devontae Adams. Do you think that's a possibility that they come as a package deal? I don't think so. I think that's going to be a hard swing, especially for an organization to trade both guys. Unless is Derek Carr a free agent going into this season? I think they can get rid of his contract fairly easily. If they can okay. cut him and save like $30 million. Yeah, I remember the number. It might be like twenty nine point eight, but um, yeah, it wouldn't be a whole lot of dead money for them. 
And then they'd still have the flexibility to trade Devontae if they wanted to. But I'm kind of with Jake here in the sense that it's going to be kind of tough because, like, people saw this before. You know, like, literally this year, it's like, oh, he wants to go play Derek Carr, and we saw it worked out. I don't think teams – and even the deal I think Derek Carr is going to get, it's probably going to be decent because there's going to be a market. But he's not going to get that, you know, $30, $40 million money. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking it might even be under $20 million. Um, But the we'll other – the other guy in, in here that we haven't mentioned, too, I think the Raiders are also going to lose Josh Jacobs. So you talk about an mm. all-time just team blow-up from Josh McDaniels here in, wow. in Week 17. Yeah. I mean, does anybody think he's going to stay? Because he's a free agent. Yeah, he's he's gone. Um, again, you know, he's the kind of a guy that we could see going anywhere. But going yeah. to the Chiefs could also – going to the Chiefs, going in division, um, those guys need a running back. I could see that something like that happening. Um, or even Seattle, if the Kenneth Walker um, thing doesn't work out because he is injured um, and Seattle mm. likes to run the ball. Um, I can see Pete Carroll getting his hands on a guy like that and trying to make something work. Yeah, I could see. I mean, with running backs, I feel like it's wide open. You know, you can pin – with receiver – number one receivers like Devontae, I mean, you can pinpoint maybe a couple teams that would be interested. Josh Jacobs could end up anywhere, in my opinion. Uh, he's going to ask for a lot more money than he's going to get, in my opinion, because people don't pay running backs that much. But somebody, some sucker will. Somebody will. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah, sucker will. Year. And they'll get locked into this contract because he blew up on his last year. So uh, I don't have a, a, a massive prediction, honestly. Running backs are a dime a dozen. So maybe the Jets to pair with Brees Hall, but I, I doubt it. Maybe if the Giants lose Saquon, maybe. Um, but hmm. – you know, we'll see. I love this offseason coming up this year. I'll, I'll tell you that. There's some That's true. That are look completely different, a lot of cap room. There's, like, actually a pretty good handful of, like, big market names. I mean, and the fact yeah, that I mean, Tom Brady's going to have another free agency kind of stint <laughs> here is entertaining already. Yeah. Um, but no, man. Yeah. Let's, uh, let, let's pivot. Uh, before we dive into our picks – Let's just kick it off, Packers Vikings. We can take our time with this one. Got it. Um, Got we, we, we don't need to set the stage. Uh, I'm sure most of the viewers already know. I mean, the Vikings division, you know, division champions at this point, fighting for the number one seed. They've got something if they can catch the Eagles, who are on their backup quarterback again, I believe, this week. Uh, they could steal that number one seed. However, I think already got the merch. Already got the division oh, champ merch. Oh my god! We're riding high. We're riding high. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Vikings, like I said, division champs. Uh, Packers have come from four and eight to seven and eight. Have miraculously found themselves in a fairly like likely, uh, if they can win out, um, playoff berth spot. Uh, but if they can win out, is tough because they've lost to the two teams they have to play, and they're both division rivals. So uh, we'll mm-hmm. start with the guests. Jake, your thoughts on this week in Green Bay? All right, I'm going to start with my bias take. My bias take <laughs> is Jefferson's going to go for 12 catches and 250. He's going to get 2K in this game. He's going to have a couple of touchdowns in Jareer. How far How far away Alexander. is he? 244. 244, okay. I thought it was a little higher mm-hmm. than that, but okay. Um, and he's just going to make Alexander his, his, uh, his, his child. I, I think that's what's going to happen. He called him out this week and – I think he's going to try and go off. 
Um, unbiased take is it's just going to be another nail biter clencher of a game and it's going to come down to the wire and someone's going to have to kick a field goal or drive down the field for a last second touchdown. Christian. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, no, I mean, the Justin Jefferson thing is personally as a Packers fan, when Jair Alexander came out and said that I won think he's overrated. Vastly, vastly overrated. Are you talking about Alexander? Again, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Justin Jefferson, in my opinion, I, um, you know, earlier in the show, I was like, this guy could be an MVP candidate. Uh, Jair Alexander made the Pro Bowl, and it's like, why? He was part <laughs> of the reason. I mean, he got blown by Terry McLaurin. That cost us the game. Um, he's just one of those guys. Like Even like Jalen Ramsey, like in an early part of his career, was like a top-tier corner in the NFL, and he's just not anymore. Um, I think that's just a short shelf life. Jael Alexander, all his talking, you know, he reminds me of Josh Norman. And I think, you know, he's hit that Josh Norman phase. Where, like, no, who was the, who was and, the guy uh, when we played Julio in 2016? Or he was like, oh, oh, we just got to pray, man. We just got to pray. Either, it was either like Kevin King or like Devon House, like somebody that was just garbage. Was it, uh, really? was it Morgan Burnett? No, he was, he was a safety. I remember it, I remember it being one of our corners. It, it was totally one of our corners. I'll have to look that up. And, you know, for that's but, that is what I was reminded of when Jair went out, sounding like Kermit the Frog this week, and saying that Jefferson's game and we won was a fluke. <laughs> yeah, that was just a very very poor take. And even people were like posing clips on Twitter of him like torching Alexander Week One. But uh, <laughs> my just my take is we're all talking about Week One. Right, it is now week 17. We've seen both these teams throughout the year. The Packers are getting hot at the right time. I would argue. I mean, the Vikings they want a nail biter against the Giants. We understand that team is pretty good this year, but Caleb, you've been calling frauds all year. And honestly, the Giants hold everybody close. Uh, the Colts scare last week would, would have been really funny. I mean, two weeks ago, if they would have <laughs> lost that game. Um, but in, in terms of my opinion, man, like they're not. They're not, like, hot right now, the Vikings. Yeah, like, in terms of record-wide, sure. But I believe their point differential is, like, they're a little bit above zero. Okay. 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 Like, <laughs> not, they're winning very nobody. close games against poor teams. I... I've been waiting all year to get on this podcast. <laughs> Debunk <laughs> the point differential. No one has ever talked about point differential in the history of debating teams. I've never heard it until this year. It's another it's reason to national fair take. media. That's pretty fair. The national, the national media is just diminishing the success that the Vikings are barely having. Honestly, if they didn't have Jefferson, we'd probably have five wins. And then two, <laughs> 11 one-score games in a row? Come on now. That's we got to take we got to take a little bit like that's cool that's awesome the last team to do anything like this was i think seattle in 2012 they won 10 they were 10 and 2 in one score games that season yeah i said that last week i said uh, at what point do i actually look in the mirror and say this team is so good at winning one score games that they have a chance to win a couple playoff games because that's what they are that's what playoff games are um yeah, when it comes to the national media slander on the Vikings, I have to at least like acknowledge it um, as a Packers fan. Uh, I'm not saying I think the Vikings are Super Bowl favorites by any means, but they, no, they no, do, no, 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 I'm they not do saying catch, that either. They do catch a lot of flag. <laughs> and Kirk, Kirk specifically, who I actually don't dislike at all, 
uh, gets a lot of slander for for really just being a guy who looks like a dad. Like if we're if we're being honest, man, like he gets a lot of slander. He's had he's a great career. Band. He's got the he's just got the <laughs> outfit, the style, like everything he screams, just dad, Michigan dad. Yeah, <laughs> Michigan dad. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's very well put. Um, when it comes to this week, I, I like to rewind the tape and, and let's you know go back to week one, man, and, and what went wrong for the Packers. Um, the first play that comes to mind, obviously, is that Christian Watson drop, uh, and that Christian Watson has definitely he's definitely disappeared. He has become uh, come into his own and become a serious offensive threat. Uh, whatever nerves existed, um, you know, don't exist anymore for the rookie. Rodgers is in a groove. Um, say what you want about the love situation, but the team is definitely a completely different team than it was in week one. Um, with that being said, defensively, I don't think they're that much different. I really don't. I think they're still poor. Uh, and it's going to come down to whether Barry can call a different game because we were leaving Jefferson at points in that game. What He was cover, barely covered by Alexander in that game. And at points was literally uncovered in the slot. He was being covered by uh, Preston Smith. He, it, was, it was just like just – one of the most horribly called games you can ever imagine um, because we were sitting in zone. Nobody's guarding Jefferson. I mean, the guy was getting wide open every other play. Now he does that against a lot of teams, but at least it's against man coverage. Um, so I'm at least hoping we can have somebody in the vicinity of him this week. Uh, with that being said though, I, I it, in green Bay, I think it's going to be a nail biting game. I think it's going to be a one score game and, Vikings have proven that that's where they get their money. So, you know, we'll see. I'm not saying it's impossible that the Vikings can lose a one-score game. I think weather could be a factor, but I don't think – I looked at the forecast. It's just going to be cold. There's no snow. There's no nothing in Green Bay. So, um, yeah, you guys can, you know, keep keep the, dis- the debate my, running. But. My um, – I'm again, I'm doing some – I'm doing some glancing at some defensive statistics here. Um. More than I'm looking at it, I don't even know if the game plan is going to really feed Jefferson that much. I mean, you guys are allowing 144 yards on the ground this season, and when you have a when you're facing a top five running back um, who can also catch the ball in the backfield, that's something you got to worry about. I mean, I know you guys have had some injuries along the defense this season. Uh, yeah, but being uh, being tw- 27th ranked in the on the ground just just frightens me and i know what he did to you guys a couple years ago and went off for four touchdowns and took the game over but five touchdowns um, i believe five touchdowns yeah so that's that's honestly my going to be my big take is you got to sell out for the run um just enough because if you can't stop the run they're just going to completely air look as a as a if i were the dc i would just simply say make them run it you know, that's going to shorten the game. It's going to keep scoring down, which I think is what you need. And uh, you guys have proven, I don't think you're that committed to running the ball. <laughs> Just going to no, be like, no, you know, I, I when think your head coach is a former quarterback. That's yeah. Like th- that's, that's been, been a, my, that's been knock. a different, the main difference I've seen all year with the Vikings is uh, they'll come out, they'll give cook and, and Madison, maybe 25, 30 carries one week. And then the next week it's like eight, you know, they're very right. like, it's unpredictable. So, um, I would hope from a Vikings perspective, they would notice that and at least get the ball to those guys, you know, run the ball 20 times at least in this game. But I can't guarantee it. You know, it's it's right. not like we're, it's not like they're the Eagles who are, are, are going to or the Titans of old, right, who are going to run the ball like that. So, um, Jake, I'll, I'll ask you this question. What moving mm-hmm. on from the Packers talk this week? Uh, what, what's your 
know, your long-term hopes, thoughts for the Vikings uh, in the playoffs. So, you know, biasly, I th- I'm going to take my bias take here, and I can say we're going to take it all the way to the moon, win the <laughs> Super Bowl. Um, but at the well, end Cr- of the Christian's day, been saying that all year, and it's, it's not true. So, and, and at the end of the day, I understand the history and the curse that this team possesses. <laughs> and then just they do this every time they're good. They give you hope. They build you up. And then the second round of the playoffs or the NFC championship game, they completely tear you down, bring you to the ground. You're crying on the floor in the fetal position. You got nothing left. And then it's five years of, of mediocre football. And then once or twice a decade, we'll make a run for it. So I, I hope finally with a competent offensive-minded coach, we can keep some sort of continuity um, with with the offense, especially. We've had a new coordinator uh, ever since Zimmer and Kirk were a thing. And then with that, I mean, Jefferson, he's going to have his fifth-year option um, that he's going to – so he's got next year's contract, his fifth-year option, and then his extension will take fold. So I think extension-wise, that money won't be seen for a couple of seasons. So cap-wise, they can make it work. Um, Hawkinson, he is due for almost $10 million, So we're going to have to make some moves. I think Delvin's gone next season. I think mm. Thielen's probably gone next season. But this this year alone, I think we're – I think we're in the NFC Championship division around, depending on who our matchup is. If we play San Francisco, there's nothing. We're screwed. Uh, <laughs> if we can play, if if we play uh, the Cowboys, I think we have a shot of beating the Cowboys and either oh. going into Philly or something like that and making the making it a game. But I think we can go toe to toe with any of these teams except San Francisco. Uh, my honest opinion is San Francisco makes it out of the NFC this year, and that who represents this conference. That is a that is a very cold and popular take. Um, yeah, I, I, you're basically repeating everything I've at least said on this show. I know Christian's gone as far. It might have been me. One of us went as far to say that they weren't going to win a playoff game. Um, I think I've revamped. I said oh, they're not getting out of the divisional. Um, but I, I've started to open up a little bit to the, to the realm of possibility. To look, they're in a one score game. Um, they can beat anybody. But the reality is, is when they played Dallas. It was not a one-score game by any means. Um, and the same thing with Philly. And San Francisco looks really good. Um, I think the crucial thing for the Vikings playoff hopes right now, they got to win this. They got to win out. Um, to they give themselves, out. They, they got to give a win out to give themselves a chance to get that one seed. Because if they have to go to Philadelphia or to, you know, I, or to Dallas or to San Francisco, which I don't think they'd have to do because they have more wins, but mainly to Philadelphia, say, in the NFC Championship, uh, I don't think they can win that game I, I really don't um and you guys have your history there not only not only this year but uh the minute <sighs> miracle you know that's <laughs> it uh so you're talking about nfc championship blunders you've got plenty of ammo on us so relax a little bit but um yeah i don't think they can go to philly and win but if philly comes to minnesota uh that's a really good home field advantage i'm not saying anything i'm not guaranteeing anything but they definitely have a much better chance of winning that game I- my take is the Philly game. If it is an NFC, if it is the NFC Championship, and we're at Philly, the way I look at Week Two Minnesota versus Week Seventeen Minnesota is that was the second game of the year. They didn't have that. They weren't the comeback kids and or the cardiac kids at that point yet. So, <laughs> um, so th- that's that's where I'm that's where I'm looking at is that they've they've been able to groom themselves through these comeback wins 
to be able to be in the playoffs. And if they are down a couple scores, I don't think they sweat it. I don't think they sweat it. So that's kind of where a lot of teams are like, do you want to face the Vikings? Oh, yeah, because they're always down or they always have to come back. But I don't think that's true in the playoffs because if a team is good at being down and coming back and being resilient, I think that mental aspect kind of pulls away from some of the other things in terms of, you know, it's the I, I do agree. I do agree. However, I also would say that week 17 Philly is not week two Philly. Uh, this team has only gotten better as the years went on, and they almost beat the Cowboys last week with Gardner Minshew throwing yep. for almost 400 yards. So this team is stacked in almost every position. Um, but it will be interesting come the NFC playoffs. Christian, this is your, uh, your your floor for your Vikings playoff analysis. I think you guys are both going to be shocked here because I'm going to go completely unbiased. I bring up the point differential for a reason. I know we don't talk about it a lot, but it's because it doesn't get brought up with these teams that are usually 13 and 2. However, it's you can't deny it. Like Jake brought up, 11 wins in close games. They are finding ways to win. I do believe part of that is a tribute to Kevin O'Connell. And look, there, there's no way around it. You look at Justin Jefferson's numbers, Kirk Cousins. This is an elite, efficient passing offense. So when we're talking about the comeback kids, uh, yeah. When you have that good of a passing offense, you can get down at any point and come back. And that is reminiscent to me almost of the firepower the Bengals had last year. And even really in this year going in still have. But, you know, you got even it's almost at times uh, conservative in the sense of like if the Vikings play to their full potential, this team could go to the Super Bowl. If Kirk Cousins is throwing for 300 and Justin Jefferson's getting 150, uh, there's no reason they wouldn't get there. They still have Dalvin Cook behind them. They have all the pieces, but like we brought up before, the history is just you're just like, uh, like it's why we balk at the Cowboys every year, no matter who they have. <laughs> um, and look, bottom line, I didn't even ask a question for tomorrow's game. What time are the games? If they're all <laughs> during the day, the Vikings will make just go all the way to the Super Bowl. But we know in the Super Bowl that's going to be a primetime game, so I think it's an afternoon it. afternoon window. Uh, right, so like they're probably it's definitely going to be close. But you know, in the playoffs, if they get that like noon three twenty five window, they'll be all right. If they got to go to Philly in primetime or San Fran, season's chalked. I mean, this is it's just yeah. I mean, effect. It, it, I don't even think it's Kirk Cousins at this point. The, the, the Achilles heel of the Vikings, not this year, no. No, just the Achilles heel all year of the Vikings that we have yet to really talk about is this defense is really poor, man. And I've been harping on it all year, but the reality is, is they're not, they're not the Philadelphia defense. They're not the Dallas defense. They're not the San Francisco defense. Um, and and you know, I don't want to cut you off real quick, but they play well when they need to, kind of like the Bengals last year, like. With that no, comeback, the Bengals defense was and then all the Bengals defense is, like, is better than the Vikings. I, I'm just gonna be honest. This, yeah, this year for sure. But I'm no, saying, even like, last year, last up. year's Bengals was better than this year's Vikings. Okay, okay. They never got blown out, thirty-seven to three. Yeah, but you know that was what back in. I'm just thinking, like you know, as of late, how this team's playing. They've, uh, I'm not saying they've tightened down, and I'm not saying they're a great defense. I'm just saying. When their offense is that explosive, uh, they can tighten down what they need to. But I agree with you. If they think like the defense is going to be the the leader in this game, and like the defense is going to save them, and no, like the the Vikings need to play well offensively 
all playoffs. Not mediocre, not yeah. a solid game. Like Kirk Cousins needs to have like a Joe Flacco type run. Yeah. All right. All right. Funny to say it, but Joe Flacco was elite in that playoff run. Okay. 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 Let's pivot. Um, let's talk the rest <laughs> the rest of the league week 17. <laughs> rest of the league week 17. Um, because I know you know we, we gotta keep it rolling a little bit here. Um, so we'll kick it off. Jake, celebrity picks this week. We'll see how you do. Um, but we already did our fancy frenzy draft, but pick the cowboys. We all went, we all got the win on Thursday night. So yeah, yeah, we're all one and oh to start the week. Uh, what first game of the window? This one's a, <laughs> a doozy of two poor teams. Uh, Cardinals are going into Atlanta. Who do you got? Oh, I got I got Falcons over Cardinals. Um, the at this there's strength of schedule. Um, they have they they're just a better team overall. I mean, their quarterback isn't Tracy McSorley. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm going Falcons. I, I I it's just one of those games at the end of the season that doesn't matter. And and Falcons take the cake on this one. I'm gonna have to concur. Uh, I like the Falcons here. This is probably the last time I pick them all year. But I actually just hate the Cardinals so much that I don't think I can bring myself to pick them. So um, it's very clear that their coach is uh, fired in about 13 days or 15 days, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, I, I, Trace McSorley, love the guy. Love you know he's a kid from Briarwood, wearing number nine, but. Um, <laughs> you know, he did go toe to toe with Brady last week, but uh, I'll go with the Falcons here. You know, uh, Brady's scare, and honestly, the Trace McSorley thing makes me more inclined to take the Cardinals more than I ever have all year. Oh boy, I'm gonna go with the Falcons though. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I got the Texans upset last week. I'm not gonna push my luck. Um, gonna go with the Falcons. They're definitely just a better team. Yeah, just they so you know, you are up five games. One, you have one forty-one, uh, and I have one thirty-six. So you do have a five-game lead uh, heading into this week. Shout so out to should... Davis Mills, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Helping man. me out big time. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, all right, Dolphins in New England. Who you guys? Who you guys got? I'm I'm going uh, I'm going Dolphins. I'm going I'm Teddy Two Gloves. Take some takes them home, gets the win on the road and. That's that's my take. I, I I don't I don't see the Belichick magic this season. Uh, we all saw that Raiders game, <laughs> and and I I honestly think that the Dolphins find a way. I think Mike McDaniel's is a young offensive minded coach and finds a way to get the win. That's that's my take. That's that is fair. I could see I could see Teddy Two Gloves giving them the spark they need after losing a couple, but uh, I, I'm gonna have to take the Patriots because mm. Tua's out. Um, this game is going to be in the cold. The Dolphins struggle there. And really, just, they're the coldest team in football right now, man. I'm going to be honest. They are really cold. And um, division matchup, Belichick, backup quarterback, it's too tempting. Man. I got I to gotta take the risk. I'm going actually to side with the Dolphins here. Mm. As many times this year, I side with Belichick. And I'm saying this as a Packers fan, we would have lost that game last week. If Tua didn't get concussed in the second quarter, didn't you find it a little fishy that this man just starts? He, he turned into Tua, turned the ball over like <laughs> that. Like they were kind of rolling, had a big play. I'm like, oh, geez, like here we go. And then he just gets concussed for like the third or fourth time. Whoever even knows at this point yeah. for the year. Um, that, that's just some scary stuff. And, and look, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater needs to do a whole lot. 
hasn't really been his mo but you know he's not turning the ball over jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ring to it um but if he can just get the ball to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, which is very easy, uh, I, I'm i with him in the sense that, like, the Belichick magic this year after that Jacoby Myers thing, that was so uncharacteristic of a Belichick team. I, I think uh, he's probably not going to coach much longer. Uh, he's he's an old man. Like, as much as he loves the game, he's, he's got to give it up at some point. Just call it what it is. It was one of the you know, best coaches we've ever seen. Uh Dolphins need this win too. They're very cold, but they need to get it done. I, I think they do. That's fair. Um, all right, I can go first on the next one. Uh, Saints in Philadelphia. I'm taking Philly. No, no, <laughs> no explanation needed here. <laughs> yeah, and Minshew's, in my opinion, uh, a starting quarterback in this league. You go check the numbers. It's, I mean, he was doing really well in Jacksonville when they they didn't have anybody. Yeah, uh, they, they literally pulled him at one point because they were winning games. So I, I think he deserves a shot somewhere. He is with New Orleans uh, next year. But yeah, Philly all the way. So I got a couple of upset takes this week. Oh, yeah. I'm taking Saints over the Eagles. Uh, I know what Saints you're doing. Gotta, you're this, building nope, the path nope. to the number one seed. I'm, I might be subconsciously, <laughs> but the Saints, the Saints have a chance. The Saints need this win. It's Saints, Bucks, and it's Panthers. They're all three in contention for that division. The Saints need this win. I think Cam Jordan is going to go off. He's going to have a big game. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, uh, you know, the Red Rocket doesn't turn the ball over, and he does what he has to do to get the win. <laughs> Love we love upset takes here. We we respect all upset oh, yeah. takes. Those, those are the see best. the path, man. I see I the see, path. I see the path. <laughs> Envision the path. Uh, Colts mm-hmm. in New York against the Giants. Uh, as much as I love my Indianapolis Colts, uh, they have really taken a turn <laughs> here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm gonna have to take New York to clinch the playoffs here. Yeah, I, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yep. <laughs> Sweeping that one. Sweep that one through. All right. Here's the here's oh. the big the big one of the week. Uh, the one that I think uh, it's well the mid game of the week. I guess uh, Panthers in Tampa Bay. Um, really, winner takes winner winner takes the division. I believe is is the stakes here. Um, I, I think the Saints could catch in a weird scenario. If I'm not sure, but. Um, it's probably some like tie. Yeah, it's person. a weird. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. scenario. But Panthers at Bucks. Uh, I'm not going first, Christian. How about you? You haven't gone first yet. Yeah, no, that's all cool. I, I've uh, made up my mind because it's a win either way. What happens if the? I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game. I'm expecting to win, but if they lose, Tom Brady is going to get harassed online. Like I can't wait to see it. Um, this guy has been gifted a playoff spot this year. And, and he can't and he can't get it. I would say if they can't capitalize on this, uh that's that's all it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great either way, but I'm not gonna bet against Tom Brady in a clutch situation. That's fair enough. Uh, I, I go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I'm I'm betting against him. I'm taking the pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's Steve Will or uh yeah, Wilkes has his team playing hard, they're going crazy. I mean Sam Darnold with the beard. He's got the resurgence coming through. <laughs> I mean, 
the Panthers have a shot. I mean, you guys picked the Panthers at the beginning of the year to win this division. I think they come through. I think they come through. So mm. um, I'm going Panthers over Bucks. Panthers over Bucks. Did I do that? I think you might. I, I don't know. I, I was definitely high on them. I, I did not think Braves were this bad this year. Well, no, not bad. I, fucking not. Um, um, all right. I, I, I'm on the fence here. I'm going to lean. One last time, I guess I got to ride with the goat here. Um, just because uh, I'm really, I'm really hurting for this because I do not want to have to do this. But uh, Buccaneers is my pick, just because I, I just kind of what you said. I just if he loses this game, man, this is this is bad. <laughs> so worse. It's been for a long time for him. Yeah, I gotta go Bucks. Um, that takes us to uh, what I believe will be a layup. But uh, Broncos are going into Kansas City this week for a, for a nice division matchup. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs, but what about you guys? Uh, I'm going to call this another one of those sweeper games, uh, Chiefs over Broncos, and <laughs> nothing else we got to talk about. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, my upset pick of the week, it will not be this oh, one. No. Oh, man, you got me so excited. You got me so excited. Yeah, the little pump fake, you know, we <laughs> <laughs> I have been burned by this Broncos team too much this year. Uh-uh. Nope. All right. How you doing? Right. Keep it moving, man. Bears. Going. Keep it Bears at Lions. <laughs> um, moving into another a crucial NFC North matchup for the Lions here. Uh, if they're going to find a way to sneak in after losing. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? I, I, I can see this game going either way. Um, this game was one of the few games that took me a while to think of um, because the Lions, what, allowed 200 rushing yards in the first half last week. As you mentioned, one of the most Detroit things we've seen <laughs> in a while. Um, and Chicago has the, one of the best running backs in the league in Justin Fields. So, I mean, they, I, think, <laughs> I, think they, I think Chicago does end up with a slight like two or three-point advantage over the Lions. Um, but in the end, I can see this game going either way. I think it's one of those few 50-50 games we have left. That's fair. Mm. That's that's fair. Mm. I like the Lions. I, I, I hear the, the uh, Fields argument, and to be honest with you, if this game was a couple weeks ago, I, I would actually probably pick the Bears. Um, I just I think Dan Campbell is probably going to have the speech of his life <laughs> and as long as Goff isn't atrocious, uh, the Lions should win the sense like the Bears. I, I, if I'm a Bears fan, I, I'd almost be upset if you win this game. Um, I, I think they need to try and hold on to that number two pick for dear life. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that the Bears are very capable of beating this Lions team, but the Lions are seven and eight, right. and uh, they still have a backdoor chance to have a winning record this year, which I think mm-hmm. means something to them. And uh, the Bears, they are just really incentive. They have no incentive to win this game. They literally have zero incentive to to get to four and twelve. Um, especially, you know, if the Texans can win a, a weird game where the Jaguars might sit some guys and get to three and twelve um, against. You know, yeah. if I'm the Bears, I'm score watching for that number one pick. And uh, you know, if I get that number one pick, I'm probably trading back too. But uh, yeah, yeah, I. I I'm taking the Lions just in the fact that I think the Bears are not incentivized to win this game at all. But uh, that takes us to Browns at Commanders. Um, what are your guys' thoughts here? Um, it's, very, it's a very interesting matchup, but go ahead, Christian. 
Ooh. Not to put you I on the think spot. Carson Wentz has a day. I think he has a day. Okay. When he played, he really wasn't that bad. And, you know, I, I think people love to hate him, and they love to love Heineke. But, like, Heineke got benched for a reason. I mean, the commanders have been ice cold. And uh, Carson Wentz just hopefully provides a spark, man. Hopefully he's reckless. He throws for, like, 400 yards and four touchdowns, probably a couple turnovers. But that's, that's what you get with him. Uh, I'll take the commanders. But I, I could see the Browns just playing safe and rolling with this. You know, yeah. I see this both ways. Yeah. Uh, I have a stat that I would like to share um, that Go backs up my upset pick of the week here. Um, since uh, our teams that have played San Francisco, they are 0-13 after playing San Francisco. So there's been a couple oh, that have had buys. There's been a couple that have had buys. There's been a couple, you know, but the teams that have played the following week after playing San Francisco uh, are 0-13. I think the Browns are going to win this. I'm betting with the trend. Um, this is my, I guess you can call this an upset, but uh, yeah, I think the trend continues. San Francisco is doing something to beat these guys up. And uh, yeah, I think the Browns, you know, in a toss up game, I'm taking that as my edge to take the Browns. Jake, how about uh, you? Yeah, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking the commanders here again over, over the Browns. The Browns are kind of dead in the water. Um, their season is over. It's been over for the last couple of weeks. They have no incentive to win, and uh, the commanders need to clinch that playoff spot and kind of just keep themselves afloat, especially with Seattle and the Lions on their tail. Uh, commanders need this win, and they and they win this one here. Solid pick. I, you know, I, I have to agree with everything you guys said about the commanders, but I need to catch Christian, so I'm finding reasons. That's a great trend, too. <laughs> I didn't even – Oh, and 13. Wow, that is – um, all right, Jaguars at Texans. Uh, I'll go first here. I think I'm going to take the Jaguars. I know I haven't said that they uh, you know, might lose this game because they've got nothing to play for, but the Texans, I think it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, I, I, They're at that point where they've got, they got that second win, and it's like, well, do we really want to win that third and jeopardize the number one overall pick? So uh, I will be taking the Jaguars here. Uh, Chen, I'll let you go on this one. I got a little bit of a a take here coming up. So I'm going to go, Ooh. I'm going to go last. Okay. Okay. I'm hoping I don't beat you to the punch um, because I am really entertaining thinking about the Texans. They, they won last week, but this is a t- like, I just can't physically as much as it makes sense for them to beat a Jaguars team that because the game doesn't matter, man, I, I think Doug Peterson will have them just play. Um, Oh, yeah, I'll take the Jags. I'll take the Jags. I'm going to be really upset mm. if the Texans went too straight and I didn't call it and I thought about it. But mm. I, I just don't think they're talented enough to, like, like this is a two-win team. When I look at the Texans roster, they just they just don't got it. <laughs> like, Fair enough. I'm sorry. Um, but, no, I'm curious. Where's your head at, Jake? All right, yeah. So, number one, I am getting ready for work here. So, I'm mm. my video feed's cut off, but I'm still no going to – I'm still going to stick with you guys, even on the drive. But, no worries. Um, appreciate that. Um, my take here is the Jaguars have not beaten the Texans dating back since October of 2018. The Texans, wow. The Texans oh, have that. the number. The Texans have the Jaguars number. Um, even back when the Texans or the Jaguars were in the NFC champion or the AFC championship, 
So this is for me my third upset pick. If you want to count that, but uh, that Bucks Panthers game, um, this mm-hmm. is my third upset. Texans get the win over the Jags, and they improved to ten and zero since twenty eighteen. And what this a is stat! Their, what this a is stat. it? This is for them. What a stat! That is wow. That's impressive. Texans, um, man. All right, I got I got a layup. 49ers at Raiders. Anybody not taking the 49ers? Not gonna hear any pushback from me. <laughs> All right, the, I'm gonna assume Jake's silence means uh, no pushback as well. <laughs> um, all right, that takes us to Jets at Seahawks. A very, very interesting team with game with two guys, two teams on the bubble. Um, in Seattle, Jets are cold, ice cold, but they get Mike White back. So uh, this is gonna be interesting. I am. I have a policy. I don't bet against the Seahawks at home. I, I just don't. You know, it's the best home field fan advantage. Um, and this might be a risk. I kind of, I might like the Jets better with Mike White, but I, I don't do it, man. I refuse because uh, I, I win a lot, a high percentage of the time with betting in the Seahawks at home. So, floor is yours. Geno Smith revenge game. Mm, I didn't even think about that. Four words. That is going to define my take. I think he goes and probably has close to 400 yards, man. I mean, he's been playing really well all year. I think he's going to pop off. It's going to set up a week 18 must win for Seattle. That's uh, that's fair. Seahawks. Jake, uh, Seahawks, Jets, I know you're in the car, but uh, you, have, you have a pick? All right, we must have lost them. But uh, Vikings, Packers, I've already got I've already got our uh, our picks shooed in. Uh, if he comes back, we'll ask him about Seahawks, Jets. But uh, um, Vikings, Packers, uh, I've picked the I take the Vikings. I put you down for the Packers and Jake for the Vikings. I don't think there's going to be any contentions here. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. can't I can't pick the uh, Packers. You know, I'm a man of my word. But that takes us to Rams, Chargers. Uh, I might just shoo. Uh, this in for Jake as a Chargers pick because I, I really would be shocked if you pick the Rams. But do you have? Are you taking the Rams? Uh, no. Yeah. They, I mean, they um, played really well last week, but that was against the Broncos, so I could care less. Yeah. Chargers need this one too. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, that takes us to Sunday night, classic Steelers Ravens. Uh, and I am on the fence with this one, so I will. I will let you go first. Uh, Ravens. That definitely roll with the Ravens. Feels like tight games this year. They seem to keep, you know, coming through. And uh, that defense is, is Lamar. Is Lamar healthy? I'm not sure, but to me, it doesn't matter. I think with Lamar, they win by like two scores. But with Tyler Huntley, I still like this team. I think I got to take the Steelers here um, for the sake of making up ground. Um, just you know, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks to go. Uh, the Honest Steelers. man, no, I can respect it. Yeah, um, I, and I could see it. That's the thing too. In Steelers Ravens games, anything can happen. So uh, I'll, I'll roll yeah. with the Steelers here, and that takes us to Monday night: uh, Bills at Bengals. Um, what is your thoughts here? Let's, I'm very Bengals excited for this game. A lot. They've I'm been very excited. A lot. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to take the Bills. Hmm. Um, I think they're no stranger to cold weather. I don't think Cincinnati has, like, an amazing home field advantage either. And this is going to go either way. Uh, this is just going to be such a fun watch. But, uh, yeah, hoping it's high scoring. I, I just think the Bills are going to win because the Bengals are due for a loss. I, I don't really know if it's a matter of, like, it, the results of this game doesn't change the view of either team, if that makes sense, unless it's, like, 
a blowout one way or the other. And there's just things I don't see. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, I'm I'm going to take the home team. I'm taking the Bengals. Uh, the hottest team in football. This is not a hot take at all. Uh, I think this is a, the true definition of a toss-up game, man. But we could mm-hmm. be seeing a future AFC Championship, AFC Divisional matchup here. You know, two AFC yes, Titans sir. going at it in Week 17 on Monday night. Uh, I haven't been this excited for a primetime game in a minute. So, Bills, Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals, um, and that is the last pick. So. Um, I don't, uh, you know, Jake will get his picks later um, if he can't hear us or he must be having some sort of technical difficulties. But um, as always, you know, um, we're running out of time. We were going to do who he played for, but uh, we are running a little low on time. So we'll have to bring that back um, for next week. Hopefully we'll have Jake back on um, to uh, do some who he played for and and talk, you know, hopefully Vikings Packers recap and, uh, yeah, we'll get his. I'll get his picks from him um, before, obviously next week. But um, Jake, if you can hear us, thanks for joining us, man. That was a blast. Um, as always, you know, for the rest of you guys, thanks for listening. Um, we always love having new perspectives on. But uh, be sure to send in. Any, you know, I know Jake said he had some good guys for who he played for. So I, de- I definitely want to have him back on. Oh yeah, um, no, no doubt. I'm so we can, so we can get that done. And um, oh wait, wait at oh, the buzzer. Oh. Am I Jake? back? He's back. He's back. He's back. All right, Jets Seahawks, who do you got? I, I picked the Hawks. All right. Hawks. Okay. Penciling okay. it in. And then uh, Rams Chargers. We're assuming Chargers. Uh, no, I picked Rams. Oh. I'm going to need some rash. I'm going to have to have some I, rationale here. I, I think I have uh, four upset picks, I think, now after thinking about it. But, yeah, I picked Rams. And the reason is, is because the Chargers, they clinch a playoff spot. To me, now, now that's surprising enough because they're a 500 fringe playoff team. And now that they have the playoff spot, I think they just coast. I think they just coast to nine and eight, and they stick stick near that classic Chargers record of being at 500 or close to. <laughs> this is such so a good take. I, I'm taking that they uh, they take the L this week to, uh, you know, Baker – and it's fifty-one point uh, game from last week. So that's um, that's a good take, man. That's a good take. Steelers, Ravens. Who do you got? Uh, I think I took the steel, the Steel City versus the Ravens. I yeah. think Mike, Mike Tomlin. He picks him. Uh, he picks his team up. They got T.J. Watt back. I think they keep rolling with what they got. Um, and it's Mike Tomlin. I, I can't, I can't pick against Mike Tomlin. And you know, he's trying to get his. I think is what his thirteenth winning season in a row here so i yeah. think he pulls through man. yeah they're fighting uh, monday night uh match with the titans bills at Bengals. who do you got oh man i got i got uh cincinnati joe cool in the Bengals, man i, I mm-hmm. love this guy he's uh he's he's my he's one of my quarterbacks he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league i remember watching i forget i think it was the citrus bowl it was the year before they won the playoffs and you might you might call this some lebron cap here but i looked at I looked at Joe Burrow and I, and I was like, you know what? He, he's he got some stuff going on here. And then next season, I was right. He, he went for 65 touchdowns and won the, won the Natty championship. So that's, um, you just, that's you just had, you just had a feeling. I just had a feeling, man. I just had an absolute <laughs> feeling that, that, you know, this Joe Burrow guy, he's going to, he's going to win the Natty next year, you know? 
Yeah. I, I do have a question for you. Where were you when Kobe scored 81 points and did you predict <laughs> it happening? <laughs> I think I was um, – what, what year was that again? Was that I, It was like 06 or something. Oh, 06? Yeah, 07. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, kids. I think I woke up. I think I woke up in a hot sweat and ran to my mom. I was probably like five at the time, and I go, Mom, I just had a dream. Uh, Kobe's going for 81 tonight. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh, he did it again too i saw lebron said something again and I, oh it was the dirk statue he was like yeah oh, i man. mean I, I just knew that they had to you know the what the fadeaway it's just iconic I, I just knew you know before they even revealed the statue i knew that it was just gonna yeah, look like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's like oh man i i knew luca was gonna go for 60 20 and 10 man i, I just had a feeling that day you know um but hey, yeah right <laughs> that was written the stones. I saw that coming after he was a rookie. I mean, like, dude, this guy is going to go for <laughs> six to twenty ten. He's going to be the first guy to do it. He's going to he's going to hit it up. You know, modern day wilts. But Jake, uh, we'll we'll have you back on for who he played for. Let you drive to work safely. So uh, don't worry about oh, that. Hey, I, know, I, I know you said you had a dynamite guy, so you, you'll get your chance. No, I got a dynamite guy, and I got I'm driving. I got the AirPods in. I want to I want to stump you guys. I got two guys here. I got the I got the numbers locked in. Um, I'm a trooper, so I can drive and I can I can do all a right. podcast. All right, we'll, we'll we'll do the celebrity uh, who he played for, and then um, me and Christian will save our guys. So go ahead. Yeah. yeah all right. So, so you gotta uh, tell us. You gotta tell the rules are. You gotta tell us offense or defense, and if they're currently on the last roster. Gotcha. Uh, so right now he is not currently playing and hasn't currently played since 2019. Uh, and he was an he was an offensive player, drafted in two thousand and six. Nope, hold up, two thousand five, by the San Diego Chargers. Um, so drafted in 05, didn't play in 07 with the Chargers, but from twenty uh, two thousand seven to twenty ten was still with the Chargers. After that, he was eleven to thirteen Saints, and then from fourteen to nineteen finished his career in Philadelphia. And he was offensive side. Wow. Chargers, Saints, Philly. That's an interesting career path. Oh, man. Christian doesn't have it already. You know it's a good one. Um, Ryan Matthews came to mind. For oh, my that gosh. Was, yeah. yeah was, he in, was he in um, New Orleans? No. That's why I'm rolling that out. Uh, Oh, I got it. Boy. Got it? I got it. I beat Christian. Let's go. Oh, I'm I'm like I'm like 80% sure. Yeah, I, the the Saints thing's kind of true. How many years was he with the Saints? Uh from uh, 11 to 13. Is it three, so seasons. three seasons? Oh, yeah. I have his jersey in my closet. I know what this is. Wait, you okay, ready well, for? Oh, it's in your closet. It's not on your wall. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I'm guessing Darren Sproles. You yeah, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Darren Sproles. Nice. yeah. The short king, man. Oh, uh, nice. Broke my one. heart, my young Colts fan heart as a kid, Peyton Manning fan uh, in the playoffs, man. I was so mad. I hated that guy. Um, that's a good one, man. That is a good one. <laughs> All right, and I got I got one more solid one for you guys, and then uh, I'll let you guys take it on. I got a I got another journeyman here, uh, more so than most guys. 
uh, played again on the offensive side of the ball, uh, started his season or his career, I should say, in Denver, four seasons in Denver, three seasons in Chicago, uh, spent a couple seasons in Miami and in New York, uh, the Jets per se, and then Giants as well for a season and finished his career in Seattle, played the offensive side of the ball. And I really thought it was going to be Jay Cutler. But it, I don't think it can be. It's not Cutler. Uh, I think I, I, I think I got it though. I think I got it. Also, he, um, he's not, he's not playing currently. He retired in 2018. That helped. I, I have, I have a guess. Uh, there's a couple of those teams I'm not 100 percent on though. Oh boy. Oh, Look at this. No, no, I actually do. I do know. I do know that I'm, is that is a wow, that is a great player. That I great I player. am gonna guess Kyle Orton. No, it's not. I know it's who not Kyle Orton. Do you nope. have another guess, Caleb? All right, read it again then. You said right, Denver, so Chicago, Miami, Jets, Giants, Seattle. Yeah, this track's unbelievable. <laughs> that is such what? a good name. Drafted oh. in 06, retired 2018. Mm-hmm. 80-plus mm. 80, 80 career touchdowns, uh, over 12K in total yards. Yep. Yep. He was good. Chen, you got, Chen, really you got the answer. All right, go ahead, Chen. Brandon Marshall. You got oh, it. wow. I was thinking only quarterbacks. Yeah, those back years, he spent a little time in Miami and – the Jets, I remember with Fitzmagic, but the Giants and Seahawks were very short stints. I was like, who played? But no, that was fantastic. Oh. That was wow. Wow. Re- making, making us think, man. Those are some uh-huh. good players. Uh-huh. Celebrity, celebrity guess. Hey, I had to come on strong. I had to come that's, on strong. That's, that is true. That, was fantastic. that is true. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll have you back on. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll discuss, but at some point to react, uh, if it's in the playoffs or, or immediately after the, uh, the Vikings-Packers game, um, and then uh, obviously do another session of who he played for uh, so we can quiz you and you can have some fun with it. So, But oh, for yeah. time's sake, uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Jake, can't thank you enough for coming on. This was a blast. I'm always fun yes, to have thank you back there. Yes, fantastic. thank you guys for letting me come on and uh, enjoy the rest of the uh the day and hopefully uh i can get some of these guys on your who he played for when i listen later tonight yes yes that is true that is true uh happy new year peace out and uh as always guys uh be sure to listen you know check us out on youtube uh instagram and tiktok and uh we will be back monday with our reaction uh to week 17 and uh yeah thanks for listening peace